0: That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, welcome back to Live Mike. Emily am 219, almost 220. As soon as that second hand rolls over the top... 220 here at KSL News Radio. Uh, I, I expected to bring you a conversation here with uh, Faith Abube of ABC News uh, Radio, a correspondent, to give us an update on what's taking place right now in Washington, D.C., specifically in the lead up to a vote to transpire tomorrow on the floor of the House of Representatives. It was announced uh, today by House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer that the House will vote Wednesday on President Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief bill. That was passed uh, in the Senate just this past uh, Saturday, and there have been some discussions and some lead-up and some planning, and ultimately now we know that tomorrow uh, this vote will take place. And now uh, $1.9 trillion, pretty big price tag included in that, is $1,400 for every American who qualifies, maybe Uh, maybe even you. Uh, To give us better insight on what is taking place and the timeline on which it will take place, uh, we do now have Faith Abube with ABC News. Faith, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, I'm
2: okay. Good afternoon.
1: How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. Talk to us about the the House of Representatives right now. What's, uh, What's Leader Hoyer telling us?
2: Yeah, so we're hearing that the final vote to approve this package will happen first thing Wednesday morning. uh, And there are a few things that have to happen before that. So tonight we're expecting the House Rules Committee uh, to set the guidelines for debate on this measure. And then they'll have a procedural vote on the House floor to kick off debate uh, to discuss the changes that were made in the Senate bill. And then if there are any more changes that need to be made or any more debates that need to be had, uh, that will happen tomorrow morning. Uh, According to the House Majority Leader's Office, lawmakers will reconvene Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock for that final vote. Again, if there's a debate that needs to be had, they'll have that before that final vote. The bill is expected to pass along party lines before heading to President Biden's desk this week. He says he will sign it immediately. And of course, they're trying to beat that March 14th deadline, which is still looming uh, uh, they want this legislation in place before extended unemployment benefits run out for millions on Sunday. Are, are
1: there so there are a number of changes from the first time the House passed this to the Senate's uh, amended and now passed version, which came over on Saturday. Are, are, are there any are there any predictions that you are seeing? Are there any rumblings about uh, possible additional amendments which could uh, then necessitate sending it back to the Senate?
2: Right now, I think Democrats are united in trying to get this out as soon as possible, especially because of that March 14th deadline, which is literally on Sunday. Uh, But, of course, the progressive wing of the party has been unhappy with the changes that the Senate made, especially uh, removing the $15 uh, minimum wage increase that they asked for and they voted on and passed in the House, uh, and also reducing the income eligibility for that $1,400 stimulus check. Uh, Remember, back in the House, they passed the income cap, uh, and it was at $100,000 for individuals. The Senate reduced it to $80,000 for individuals. So that bill is what the House would be considering and reconciling tonight. But again, uh, of course, there are people who are not happy with details, including the progressives as well as Republicans, of course. But right now, we're not hearing At least I haven't heard of any amendments that will be added um, at this
1: point. Any tools, any procedural tools available to Republicans to either prolong this process or halt it altogether? Or is this, uh, again, come down to the numbers game? Democrats in control, Democrats going to pass it.
2: Uh, Well, it's a little bit of both. So as you saw in the Senate over the weekend, uh, you saw Republicans. Uh just introducing amendments after amendments, there were several amendments introduced and debate and votes lasted uh, well over 25 hours, as you saw, uh, because of the discussions about what needs to be in this bill, what should be taken out. So, uh, I mean, potentially that that could potentially happen in the House. Uh, but we again, we haven't heard of any plans to do that just yet. But of course, Democrats can't afford to lose any of their own members. They have a very Slim majority in the House; uh, they can afford to maybe lose about four or so votes, and then that's it. So they're really trying to stay united, get this out as quickly as possible.
1: How does the country feel about this? Any polling we can look to to see what uh, Americans are feeling about this?
2: Yeah, in fact, we just got new polling, uh, polling this afternoon from the Pew Research Center, uh, and uh, according to them, trying to. Find the uh, actual numbers for you right now. But according to that polling, the vast majority of Americans agree with this legislation. They believe that this uh, this COVID relief package is important and needs to go out. And uh, I believe the number, let me pull it out right here. Okay, so uh, according to this research, this polling that the Pew Research Center did, 70% of Americans were in favor of this package. And, uh, of course, there are 28 percent of American adults who say that they oppose it. But also included in, in that number are people who say that, you know, this is just too much money. Uh, but the vast majority of people say that this, you know, this, the price tag is just about right. That's about 41 percent of people. Thirty three percent of U.S. adults say the bill spent way too much money. Twenty five percent are saying that it doesn't spend enough. But again, overall, Americans are, are behind this bill. It's very popular. Uh, but again, this is passing without a single vote from Republicans in the House or in the Senate. So it's really interesting how you know the American public thinks one thing and then what the different thing is happening on Capitol Hill.
1: Fascinating. Faith Abube, thank you so much for your insight here and your investigation. Uh, again, Faith Abube with ABC News. Uh, thanks again for your reporting. Thank you. All righty. So so there you have it. This polling is what absolutely intrigues me. The question put to the American population by the Pew Research folks is, you on board with this or not? 70 percent of U.S. adults responded and said, yeah, uh, we're in favor of this. 28 percent oppose. I'm curious what you think. I'm curious what you think. You see, 70 percent 70% of U.S. adults, that includes Republicans. It has to. And if you look at the way Republicans in the Senate voted and the way it is predicted that Republicans in the House tomorrow will vote, it doesn't seem to line up exactly with this 70% of U.S. adults saying they are in favor of this piece of legislation. Is it the spending that will go towards uh, schools or various programs, educational programs, uh, infrastructure even has some money tucked in there, or does this all come down to, remember, the total price tag is $1.9 trillion. Does this all come down to the $1,400 direct payment? If If you are in the 28%, if, if you are listening right now and you are in that 28% opposed to this piece of legislation, I, I want to know why. And on the flip side, if you're part of the 70%, I especially want to know why. I want to hear from you. After the commercial break and the newscast, I'm going to open up the phone lines. I'll give you the number right now. Get ready to call. It's 801-575-8255. 801-KSL-TALK. The question is very simple. Tomorrow... Each of Utah's four members of the House of Representatives will be asked to vote on whether or not to pass this $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. It includes money for schools. It includes uh, money for businesses, for states, for municipalities, and it includes $1,400 for uh, qualifying Americans. It also heaps $1.9 trillion onto The money that, well, you and I aren't going to have to pay for it, but our children and our children's children. And it's the same song that you have heard for so, so long when it comes to government spending. It's going to push us north of $30 trillion in national debt. Is it worth it? Do we need it? Should we be spending this kind of money, even if it means $1,400 1400 extra dollars in your pocket. I want to hear from you. Talk to me frankly. 801-575-8255 is the number. 801-KSL-TALK. Also, feel free to send a text message. Uh, that number there, Five seven five zero zero is the number. Uh, a few texts coming in uh, right now. It says, uh, 70% of U.S. adults, they didn't ask me. I'm guessing we've got a 28 percent there on the line. Hey, if you want to call in, uh, f- please feel free. I'd love to have this conversation with you here on the air. 801-575-8255 is the number. 801-KSL-TALK. The question, very simply, tomorrow, Utah's four House members will be casting a vote on this $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. I feel like a broken record repeating that number so oh, often. Well, it's important because it's number uh, almost uh, almost unheard of in legislation passed. What do you think? Do you advise uh, Congressman Stewart, Curtis, Owens, and more? Do you advise them to vote for or against? Call me and tell me. 801-575-8255. 801-KSL-TALK. Next up, it's your calls here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this... Is KSL News Radio. Hey, welcome back. The question is very simple. Tomorrow, before the House of Representatives, a question will be asked whether or not to pass the $1.9 trillion, don't forget that number, $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. It's been passed in the Senate. Uh, a number of amendments have been introduced to it. And for that reason, the House needs to vote again. That means that Utah's four House members will each have a a choice to make whether or not to support it or vote against it. We've talked about the big, big numbers included. We've talked about the $1,400 per qualifying American that will be handed out, paid out directly should this pass. Uh, And, you know, like we discussed with Faith Abube, the highest of likelihoods is that this thing will pass. I repeat this over and over here on this program, that in Washington, D.C., for the most part, it is a numbers game. You know, there are clever tweets that go back and forth. There's a lot of nice speech-making that happens back there in Washington, D.C., but at the end of the day, it is the one with the numbers who rules the day. And right now, the House of Representatives is majority-controlled by Democrats. Same story in the Senate, and as you head down the street over to the White House— there you'll find a Democrat as well. And so this is going to pass. But should it? Should it? If you could whisper into the ear of Utah's four uh, uh, House members, what would you say to them? Let's go straight to the phones. If you want to get in line, uh, 801-575-8255 is the number. Let's start in Salt Lake City and speak with Brent. Brent, welcome to the program. How you doing?
3: Great. Thank you.
1: Tell me what you say to the four members of uh, the House from Utah. Vote for it or against it?
3: Vote against it. Why's that? While it would be wonderful for all the people to get a $1,400 stipend, I'm sure that would be very, very helpful to families and individuals. We need to recognize that last year, last year alone, we took in $4 million, but we spent six, I'm sorry, we took in roughly $4 trillion in income and spent $6 trillion. If we had this additional $2 trillion, in a, in essence, it's like somebody that makes $50,000 spending $100,000 in the same year. My concern is that that will eventually uh, unravel our economic structure and lead to significant problems with inflation. I guess if we could keep inflation in check, it would be fine, but I think it's going to be very difficult to do that, and we're kicking the can, now a very big and heavy can, down the road that may be insurmountable, for our 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 children to overcome,
1: Brent, you you said it you said it very well. You said it maybe better than any of us could. Uh, and and that point too he brings up about a household and uh, household economies. You bring in fifty thousand uh, dollars here in America. If you are uh, you know if you're working on your own family's economy, you don't get to spend more than you bring in. And if you do, ultimately uh, the chickens come home to roost, and you'll have either Visa, Mastercard, or Discover, or someone knocking on your door saying, "Hey, uh, we're going to need to get our hands on some." of these assets. Uh, anyway, we can't live like that in our own homes. Why ought we be living like that at the federal government level? Uh, moving on to Kaysville. Ruth calls in. Ruth, welcome to the program. How are you?
4: I am fine. Thank you.
1: If you're advising Utah's four House members, what do you advise them to do tomorrow, for or against the um, stimulus measure?
0: I would, I would have to say against. And my reasoning is that not only what the first caller just spoke of, but Those who are sincerely, sincerely struggling through this pandemic, $1,400 is a drop in the bucket in regards to what their needs really are and how much money in that stimulus package is going to other things that will never, ever help these struggling families. Now, that being said, I have great compassion for those who are sincerely struggling in this pandemic, and I realize that any help they can get is is greatly needed and appreciated. And so with compassion on the other side, it's a very hard decision. But you cannot continue to spend more than you make and have it come out in the end.
1: Yeah, Ruth, uh, you said it very well yourself. You really can't do the right thing the wrong way. There are those, as Ruth pointed out, who are genuinely in need, who have been uh, kicked in the backside significantly by the events of this past year. All right. There are entire industries. Uh, Think of hospitality, uh, the folks in the cruise ship business, the movie theater folks. That stuff has come to a near screeching halt. Those individuals, they could use a hand. Right. They have fallen victim to something well outside their control. But then there are a, a, a pretty good amount, a pretty fair amount of individuals who have been able to keep their head above water, either through ingenuity or luck or entrepreneurialism or what have you, they've been able to pull it off. And yet those individuals still will be on the receiving end of this $1,400. If there's any way to target it, if there's any way to make sure that it gets to those who need it uh, in a more surgical and precise sense, uh, I'd say we ought to explore that. You can't do the right thing the wrong way. Sure, we'll be taking care of those who are truly in need, but in so doing... By passing this $1.9 trillion package, you're going to end up spending more than you need to. You're going to end up handing out aid to those who don't genuinely need it, and you are going to cripple and hobble the future, the economic future, of our children and grandchildren. Uh, Moving on to Springville. How about that for a rant? Moving on to Springville, uh, Heather calls up. Heather, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm great. Tell me, if you're advising uh, your member of Congress, your House member, w- w- what would you advise he do tomorrow when it comes time to vote?
4: I would definitely vote against it. Why is that? I agree, and probably what you just said, you need to surgically find where where the money needs to go. I don't need it. I haven't needed any of it. I've always lived my life so that I've saved enough for a rainy day to cover this. I don't want the government bailing me out. And what I saw locally— in my area, I guess you could say Springville or in Provo, I don't know. Nobody could buy a 4 You can't buy a four-wheeler. I think everybody took their little couple thousand dollar stimulus and went and put a down payment and bought a four-wheeler and went and played with it. I don't think all 1400 is going to make a difference for really anyone, like the second caller said, yeah. that really needs up 1400 really won't make a difference. So you, you have to take the time to surgically put the money where it is needed, not just... Throw everybody a few pennies, quote unquote, because it it's it it doesn't do anybody any good. And I don't want money from the government. Yeah, I don't want my taxes to go. I don't want I don't want them to give me money.
1: I don't want it. Heather, thank you so much for the call, uh, and thanks for the insight on the four wheelers. There, I I don't know if this is connected or not, but uh, what she has 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 observed, I've seen a few additional boat purchases. I've seen some photographs of uh, of boats making the rounds. (laughs) On on my social media feed, uh, I wonder where the cash for that comes from. Uh, one interesting point uh, I'd bring up that was shared by a texter. It reads, the $1,400 is hush money, so we won't complain about everything that's not COVID-related. Uh, you know what? I, I have a hard time arguing with that. The, the $1,400 per qualifying individual American is you know, it's not chump change, but it is a pretty small percentage of the overall $1.9 trillion. Uh, last word on this will come from Salt Lake City and Desiree. Desiree, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? I'm all right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. What do you say tomorrow uh, you're advising the the four House members from Utah? What do you tell them to do?
0: 100, 100% pass it. And I guess I'm huh? the opposing person in this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat baffled that, people would go against this. And I guess, you know, for where I come from, you know, Utah is mostly, you know, a white state. But coming from all over the country, there are families that can't even put food on the table. They're barely surviving. They've they've had to go on unemployment. They're suffering like crazy. And $1,400 is a lot to people who have nothing that are barely making it. And, yes, I understand people that this isn't affecting why they think that this is wrong for people to get $1,400 or people to get $1,400 and they go buy, you know, whatever, um, and they don't really need it. That, I understand why people would oppose it. But there's so many families that, I mean, you see the food lines around the country where they're a mile long, people waiting just to get food, For hours and hours and hours. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's just so many families and people that are suffering. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, the United States spent $1.7 trillion on a fighter jet that they don't even use and doesn't even work. So how can they explain (laughs) $1.9 trillion to try to get the economy going? I mean—
1: Does that make sense? I I hear what you're saying, Desiree, and I'm grateful to you for the the call. And I I hope that none of this conversation has sounded insensitive to, uh, you know, the circumstances of those individuals who very much do need a hand. And I am one thousand percent supportive of anything done to uh, give those individuals a leg up or uh, a little bit of help, be that from the, the federal government even, the state government, or preferably uh, via charity, their neighbors, their family, their friends, their faith group. I do not at any time uh, say that there are those who uh, you know aren't deserving. There 100% are. I went through the list of uh, industries that have been decimated, decimated, thanks to this COVID-19 pandemic. Those individuals ought to be helped. But uh, to Desiree, I would say you can't do the right thing the wrong way. You can't cripple the future to take care of today. All right? You got to find a way so that all involved uh, will remain prosperous and healthy. And that applies to those who are suffering today and it applies to those who are yet to even be born and will bear the responsibility for picking up this tab tomorrow. Uh, I've gone over the break, and I'm going to get yelled at. We're going to take a break right now. And when we return, yeah, the producer's nodding her head. Yeah, Lee, get to the commercials. We've got to pay the bills. We'll do so, and when we return, I want to tell you about a little play I used to see when I was young called the Hill Pageant. It's no more, and that breaks my heart. A little bit of storytelling next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.